welcome to Radiate Radio, your international sound wave for sit-downs, podcasts and more. So stay tuned and follow our Instagram page for the latest. Hello everyone and welcome to our podcast, Let's Talk. Today we are starting a new podcast series called Media and Society. And today we're going to talk about information overload and perpetual presence. My name is Malena and with me I have uh, Matilda. Yay. Hi. Hi, Matilda. We do have a guest here today. We also have a guest. Yeah. That's very exciting. Uh, it's actually my my flatmate, Wandre. Hey, Wandre. Hi, Wandre. Hello, Wandre. You're Wandre. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that our topic for today, information overload and perpetual presence, it's been a topic, a reoccurring topic in our apartment. So we thought that this was a topic that we wanted to share with, with the world. So that's why you were here and you are here, Matilda, and yeah. I am here to discuss. So let's talk. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andre, we've been discussing this topic uh, many times now. So how would you define information overload? Let's start with that. Well, uh, information overload, and I'm not an expert, but information overload is basically a situation in which you have, as the name says, way too much information being thrown at you that you receive at the same time. And that makes it hard for you to uh, concentrate your attention in one place specifically. And that's something that has become a lot more uh, recurrent in the past years. It's, it's a topic that people talk a lot more about uh, recently because of obviously like social media and the internet, but it's it's uh, existed for a long time. Yes. I also see it as like, there's too much information for you to process and properly digest the information that you are exposed to. So you're just ended up being overwhelmed. And we also want to talk about perpetual presence. And yeah, how would we define that? Well, uh, in my experience, perpetual presence would be defined as this constant urge that people have or like make you feel or that you feel yourself to be always present, always online with, I don't know, with your friends, your family, even up to date with news and with anything that's going on like around the world. The stress, like this um, feeling that you have to know everything, you have to always be present. And if not, that you're kind of missing out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, when I think about perpetual presence, I always think about availability as well, that I need to be available and, and I need to be accessible to others, Yeah. which combined with information overload, it becomes very, very overwhelming, I think, and uh, is, yeah. quite undoable in the long run, in my opinion. So how do we feel when we're being overloaded with information? What are the consequences? Just to give uh, some examples. Do you have any, Matilda? Yeah, well, um, what comes with of information overload is this sense of either wanting to be completely away from all the information that's coming towards you because it's like very overwhelming or either always be uh, constantly stimulated by, this, by new information and new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the past couple of years, I've been noticing that movies are very slow. Yeah, movies move very slowly, and I think it's because TikTok. Like, <clears throat> I am a, I'm an unshameful user of TikTok, and life on TikTok is so 
high paced all the time yeah. life goes so fast on tiktok and you're constantly being stimulated by sounds and colors and in a movie things go a lot slower now that this the netflix starts the 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 bottom where you can like skip seconds oh. i would skip some parts of a tv series that, are too that slow. I, I didn't that were like too much yeah. yeah and i was like oh no this is bad it's like i'm missing some parts which are important but i'm becoming so more impatient to just go through the to what i'm interested in that's like the process that comes with it is just too slow and i wonder if this happens to you also but oftentimes i find myself watching a movie throughout like three days you know like i start a movie today and i will finish it yeah. like tomorrow or something because i will just pause it and go do something else yeah or even a two-hour movie will take me sometimes like many hours to do to, to watch because yeah. i'll just be on my phone all the time and i will i i won't be able to fully concentrate on that for like two hours you know and one thing that i was telling melena about is that i recently came back from italy and uh i was on a plane obviously and it's just uh from yeah from tuscany it's an hour and a half probably and uh, I was fairly anxious on the plane with the idea of not having anything to do, you know. And the, the train is terrible because you don't have an internet and you don't have anything uh, that can distract yourself. And so when I landed, the first thing I did, and the, the, the plane was still moving, was to turn on my 3G and like, oh, I need to, I've probably missed out on so much, you know. And I went on WhatsApp and I, I was expecting so many messages. And then when I opened it, I had nothing really like i there was nothing there you know it's uh yeah. there was no reason for me to be that anxious but it's just the feeling that if you spend any amount of time away from your phone you're going to be missing out on so much you know and you you feel like you can't really like society yeah. doesn't let you it is kind of a false perception that we are given by social media that things happen all the time there's always something new to know and there's always some new story to watch or a new trend on TikTok or uh, a new sound that is trending. You know, there's always something new. But in reality, like a week ago, I deleted Instagram and I've been without Instagram for about a week. And I think it's really a false perception that life is so fast on the Internet and that you're missing out so much. It's kind of a, an illusion that we are we are fed with. To make to make Instagram and yeah all these social medias more more addictive and to make us spend more time there because if we're not there we're missing out. Exactly. Well, recently I've been without my internet, so every time I oh, go out of wow. that's, that's <laughs> yeah. level. Oh, other... <laughs> I've been without my internet every time I go out of my house. I don't have Wi-Fi, and which meant that I had to probably download, but I don't have enough um, storage in my phone. Download two songs like. I listen to them, but not all the time. Because mm -hmm. I learned, at first it was very complicated because I was like, oh God, I don't have internet. So I would message all my friends being like, oh, if you need to tell me something, let's call. Um, or like call me because I don't have internet. But I started getting on, on buses um, and getting on a tram or like walking without internet. And I would look more around me. At first it was difficult, but now it's actually becoming my kind of way to escape from all this information overload. Like I go out and take a walk. I know that I don't have internet, so I, I don't receive stuff. Like I, I just too much. Sometimes it's just yeah. like this person wants this and that, which I understand, but at the same time, like, let me just take a walk without the distractions. 
it was just um that kind of made me realize all this yeah, and after a bit it feels good right it feels good to yeah. to to be outside and not be because i feel like 20 years ago uh when people went to work or when people went to uni but then as soon as they got back home they had time for themselves really like they had time to to have their own personal space and their own personal time and i feel like now we don't really have that anymore because even when we're home we still have all those stimuli from uni or from work or from other people and we are never really we never really have a time that's fully ours you know we don't, we never really have a time that's fully reserved for ourselves because we're so easily reachable we're so easily available to everyone at all times that we can't just take one hour and dedicate it to ourselves you know mm. yeah Definitely. And even if I want to go for a walk or a bike ride or I want to do something that is not directly related to consuming media, I would still put on headphones and listen to a podcast or music. And that is also consuming media in a way. And another thing that we said uh, I, that uh, Malena and I talked about in our apartment a lot is the <laughs> fact that uh, um, not only are we, we obviously talk about this from our perspective, the perspective of users so we're on instagram we're on social media using those platforms but there's a whole other perspective which is the people who are working for those platforms the people who whose job it oh, is yeah. to entertain us and this is a job this is it's someone's job to be there producing content and obviously those people want you to focus on their product uh whether it's a newspaper whether it's a podcast whether it's a product uh, a brand that they want to sell they're putting those posts on instagram with the objective of getting your attention so you have all these people who are literally getting paid to compete for your attention so it's not just like an innocent scrolling down on instagram and and finding things interesting there's a lot of thought and there's a lot of work behind that to make sure that you are hooked to those posts that you are hooked to that information and so uh, that makes it that adds a whole other layer of of really like cognitive addiction to 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 those social media that makes yeah. it even harder for us to stay away from it yeah and before when we were just watching linear tv and we there was a commercial break and then we all exposed to the exact same commercial whilst now the algorithm takes care of what we see and the types of commercials i am exposed to target my weaknesses what what do i what am i weak for and i my phone has really figured out that i want some like uh false leather shoes because i see so many commercials for <laughs> shoes these days and all of them i'm like oh yeah like they put on some sustainable some green colors a plant there and then i'm like wow this looks legit or super nice and it's really targeting what i what i value in products i buy which makes yeah it just feels like i have all these people screaming in my face oh buy this buy this oh we know you like this we know exactly what you like sometimes my phone knows what i like more than i like myself oh before i don't know tiktok i had no idea that i liked uh, interior design and now <laughs> apparently i love <laughs> interior design i watch so many videos on interior design so um yeah it's it's uh yeah this cognitive what did you call it Uh, cognitive addiction, I think. Yeah, cognitive like addiction. Yeah, something. It's uh, these people study our brains. Yeah, they study for our years brains to make sure that we will buy their their stuff. Exactly. And, you know, and it's exactly. not just uh, an accident. All right. 
now I'm an IRO student, the only one. And for yeah. context, for people who are listening to this, who are not Leiden University students, IRO and IRS are the, the two biggest uh, horses. horses. Horses, but they're kind of both politically oriented. Yes. Yeah. And so, and that adds a whole new degree of information overload that people who are politically active as we are uh, are constantly exposed to, which is the need uh, that we have to be constantly politically informed and politically up to date with everything that's going on around the world. And we already have that as as everyone does when it comes to social relationships and uh, products and whatever's going on in the world. And as people who are very politically active, we also feel a certain pressure now that so much information is available and that the internet can offer so much knowledge to us. We feel like we need to use that knowledge and we feel like we need to to always be aware of everything that's going on politically around the world, which can be very tiring. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of feels like all the time you, you feel like under a spotlight, like you don't mm -hmm. know something, even in class, like... Uh, if we've been talking about something in politics or culture interaction, which is a class I'm doing right now, mm -hmm. um, culture interaction is such a class that where, where there's a lot of talk about different cultures, um, political interaction. And, and so there's a lot of like, real world examples where um, you kind of like are expected to be up to date because there's some stuff. Um, for example, there was this example made by my teacher from Indonesia. And for as much as I traveled once or twice in Indonesia with my family. Mm -hmm. I don't know everything about Indonesia. But the way they were speaking was um like kind of like in, implying that we were we were already aware of what was happening like with uh, culturally wise or like um what happened in the past. But I'm I was not so totally aware of all the informations. Um, we also talked about Peru and um, resource extraction. Like this is something I did my poster on. And before researching for my poster project, I didn't know anything about mm -hmm. this. Like I knew some stuff. I knew how resource extraction in general, like kind of like um, have an effect on the land and the people. But I didn't know about the Peruvian like situation, like case study. And but all my like classmates were so aware of what was happening, and I kind of felt like being so quiet which is not who i usually am <laughs> on this topic i i talk so much usually but that day i was completely quiet and i mean one of my friends was like why did are you not talking and it's like i have no clue what you're yeah. talking about i have no clue but i couldn't say it because um the people there were so like into it all this information and they were like yeah you know this happened like you know you know what happened right i was like i mastered my mask to but when people yeah. tell me something, and I it's don't so uncomfortable like, to say you don't know something. Yes, exactly. So, it feels yeah weird. Feels yeah, and I think a, a perfect example of that, and that we all uh, have been living for the past uh, year and a half, is the I have to say, just, just to make phone. sure which month <laughs> it is. One to just check the phone. <laughs> but uh, we all have been living through a pandemic, and uh, I feel like for the past year and a half, we all have been bombarded with information about vaccines and the green pass and which measures should be taken and which measures shouldn't be taken and lockdowns and 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 everything related to the covid vaccine to the covid uh, pandemic are we ever comfortable saying i don't know are we ever comfortable saying i don't know if this measure implemented by this government is the best one or not 
are we comfortable saying, I don't know if the Green Pass is, and, and it's okay to have an opinion, but it's also okay to not have one. Yeah, that's what that's we're trying to convey here. Information overload, it comes with like them, the, the, the aspect where you have to have an opinion. Yeah. Like you got the information and then people will be like, what do you think? it's really good if people choose to be politically active and opinionated and engaging debate and conversations interact with people with polarizing opinions that's really great and we are studying politics and economics yeah. and, and these topics so of course it's expected that we know about these kind of topics but there's a limit you know we study international studies and it's culture it's history it's economics it's politics our knowledge is bound to have limitations and we cannot possibly know everything within these huge topics. So it only makes sense that we have to say, oh, I don't know this. But for some reason, and which I think is because we are, information is so accessible. Earlier, information was difficult to obtain. You had to buy these huge lexicons and you have to uh, go for years and years at university. Well, we don't actually need to go to university to have access to this information. The information is there. We kind of just learn how to find it and deal with it and kind of uh, learn how to think on, uh, critically about it. But I think we're just overestimating ourselves and yeah. putting a lot of pressure on us to be able to know all these things. I think somebody told me, uh, probably my grandpa or my dad told me, oh my God, the world has been going worse and worse. Um, there's so many things oh. happening right now. Um, so many bad things. And I just remember like thinking to myself, that's not, I don't think that's true. No, because, I don't think so. Um, listening to other, also like other people, like my family, like, um, like experiences before when like the information was not this like information were not this available um and always on end to everybody everywhere and then every time there were also bad things happening and mm -hmm. so i don't think the word is like getting worse to the sense that like for example like um criminal like gangs are becoming way more violent than before I actually think that maybe before with less information, you were not aware to like yeah. constantly of what is happening in this little city, in this little city, in this little city and everything adding up kind of makes us feel like it doesn't really leave that much room for like a more positive view. On and it creates some anxiety. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. always there and yeah. it's hard to escape from. I don't think there's like a good way or like an universal way to combat uh, information overload. I I feel I feel like um, it's very complicated to just stop this immediately and like go cold turkey with information overload because it kind of makes you anxious um, to mm -hmm. completely stop from it. But maybe little steps would help for you to kind of get used to um, not being always online. For example, me and my family, um, sometimes before when I was little, um, because we used a lot of the phone, we were supposed to like, like we reduce our hours on the phone. So we mm -hmm. had like a specific time for our like use of medias, like social medias, for example, Instagram or like Facebook at the time. But then, um, and then maybe have like a week where we just had like time for like for us, for the family. So no phone. Unless yeah, that's good for very that important stuff.
so that's that's what i said like worked for me to just do it like like um slowly because cold turkey never really worked i did i did try what is cold turkey um going cold know. turkey can you please yes. inform me i don't know so cold going turkey. cold turkey um basically means start like um completely like Disconnect. changing your habit like it's just disrupting your, oh. your i also think that we've, we've come a long way or so we I, I know that this applies to myself at least i feel like i came a long way when i just accepted that social media is designed to be addictive and that algorithms are designed to keep me on there and that it's all a fake illusion that things are so interested on Instagram and and things are happening there all the time and, and you need to check it like at least once an hour to be up to date with what happens because now when I've been off from Instagram for a week I don't really feel that different I feel uh, like I have more free time I feel more present I feel like my phone is not distracting me and taking up mental space even when I'm not on my phone which I felt like I did before. So I think, like, I'm not telling everyone to delete their Instagram, but maybe just be aware that it's... think Instagram is not that fun. Like, it's really, it's really an illusion. Yeah, and I think the thing that we talked about before, uh, normalizing, and that's a very popular word now. It's a very <laughs> common normalize term. normalize everything. But normalize uh, not knowing stuff, really. Like if you're, and, and if you are someone who knows a lot, normalize your friends not knowing everything. And just because that information is available, it doesn't mean I have to go after it. But also normalize asking questions. Yeah, oh, normalize I saying, I don't know this. Yeah. And can you please inform me? Because I'd love to know. I, I love knowledge. I love and knowing things. Normalize explaining things that you do know <laughs> to people who so don't normalize, know. Normalize three things. Not knowing, asking, and explaining. And explaining. <laughs> yeah. And and, and uh, I know that it's often annoying to 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 be aware of 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 an important of an important issue or an important cause and it's annoying for you often that other people are not aware about that mm. or that they don't know about it uh but it's it's something that we discussed earlier just because that information is available and just because i have access to internet and that information is accessible it doesn't mean that i have to spend several hours of my day reading articles and informing myself on this because i also have other priority i I also have other things to do, as in I have my own uh, social life and, and I have to take care of myself and to yeah. be in, a, I'm not always, I don't always have the time and I don't always have to have the mental space to dedicate so much of my time to informing myself about issues that are important and no one's saying they're not important, but I, just because I have that information on my phone doesn't mean I can just go for a walk because that may also be good for me personally and I need to take that into consideration, you know? And it feels very controversial to say this, but you don't need to know everything that's going on that's going on around the world. And uh, it's okay to take some time for yourself and and yeah. not be on social media. At the same time, of course, if you don't know about something, the best way if you want to know about something or want to you want to like you feel like you you want to speak up or you need to speak up about something and you want to do it willingly then it's better to like educate yourself yeah. um, about the stuff because obviously nobody's expecting you to, I don't know, talk about the Peru. Yeah, like, don't go around extraction. talking about stuff you yeah, don't know. If you yeah. don't know um, about it, of course, because that would be mis, um, like, 
uh, misinformation and yeah, for sure. yeah I, some, I sometimes regret opening my mouth in some discussions I'm like, Melinda, <laughs> you don't know this you just like yeah. why are you here yeah. debating hard about something you don't even know yeah 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 and in <laughs> our environment this is so this is so common and I, yeah, again right. because that information is so accessible you get into a, a, a debate expecting that everyone else is going to have a and this is something we already talked yeah. about but everyone else is going to have a stance so you you start a conversation expecting everyone else to know about that and again you don't not everyone don't does and you don't have to and it's okay and just like uh we are telling you guys to normalize not knowing things uh we also don't know everything about information overload yeah. so we're not experts <laughs> no, we really don't know <laughs> we're just sharing our thoughts and our insights and if you disagree that's fine and, uh, and we are not claiming that this is the absolute truth at all yeah actually discussion like it's very important in both yeah. sides like even agreeing or disagreeing yeah and if you want to comment anything or give your insights on the topic uh, always feel free to reach out to radio radio's instagram page if you feel like it's too much even to choose the right way to do it like follow the our tips um, just so you know, just to always keep like your mental health like in check and like um, not feel overwhelmed. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, and everything. Yeah. There's like um, this collaboration made with Caring Universities, yeah. which link is attached in the description. Um, and it's pretty actually useful. I did do that. Yeah. Uh, I did do it. And, and I did learn a bit more on how I feel and what could be the triggers of, of this as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a free online platform for people to just check in on their mental health and uh, do some personal reflections. So quite useful. Yeah. Okay, so this wraps up our episode. Thank you so much if you made it all the way through our entire episode. Thank you for listening and we hope that you're excited for our next upcoming episodes. Oh, Wandre, thank you so much for coming as the guest for our thank podcast. Thank you so much, Wandre. Yeah, we really appreciated your inputs. And um, yeah, <laughs> so see you later. <laughs> see you in two hours. <laughs> okay. Um, How do we end the podcast? I don't um, know. <laughs> well, like until the next year. <laughs> I hope that you will hear us for our next episode. Stay tuned. Doi.